Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. So that really fast. Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Barron, and thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate it. Lots of things have been changing in my life. All good. All good, I promise. I promise. Gonna let you let you in on a little secret on my uh you know, you may have you may have picked up some some hints from a couple other podcasts, but uh I am uh, now an entrepreneur. I have started the Baron Media Group, so I'm going to kind of give myself shameless plugs because I can, um, but I've been doing that a lot lately on top of podcasting. Life has been great, crazy. Uh, I'm going to probably release an episode in the near future of just what I've learned from being an entrepreneur and kind of like give everybody that listens to this because I know there's a large variety of people that, that do tune into this um, kind of little synopsis of what it's like because I had no idea but don't want to spoil too much just want to give you guys a little heads up that that's what I'm doing baronmediagroup.com you can go check it out um but that's yeah it's kind of what I've been working on it's crazy um but welcome 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 I love I love you all very much thanks for tuning in I appreciate it um as always brutallyhonestpodcast.com you can go check out the website uh, it's getting it's getting up to date. I still have to upload some more photos, but I'm in the new studio. If you haven't realized already, um, the new studio is located in Bayport, uh, and it's not at my house for anyone who's wondering. And uh, built it from the ground up and everything like that. Doing some some improvements in here, uh, and I'm hoping it'll be ready in the next month or two, like 100%. I don't really want to release any photos until then, but just wanted to give everybody a heads up that I'm in a totally new atmosphere totally new studio um same equipment but there might be a little hint of i'm getting new equipment in the near future but uh yeah just wanted to give you guys all that information brutallyhonestpodcast.com uh you know go check it out you can sign up for the newsletter all that kind of good jazz and that's pretty much it no sponsors today you know it's okay i like that i don't need a sponsor i sponsor myself because i'm the man um but i do just want to tell you about my new guests coming on the show. So, I have two guests today with me. Um, my very good friend, Mike Zagrosser. He's been on the show prior, a couple episodes ago. And my new friend, Brian Costello. Uh, Brian is a freak of nature. Love the hell out of him. Super cool, super, super cool dude. Um, had an absolute blast on this podcast. We talk about a lot of stuff. Um, health, exercising, nutrition, um, fasting, uh, sports. I mean, we talk about a lot of different things. Brian is a freak of nature when it comes to health and stuff like that. He also has a podcast I want to plug, uh, the Fortress Podcast, F-O-U-R-T-R-E-S-S Podcast. Um, he does interviews and stuff like that, all related to health, and you'll hear all about that good jazz in the show. But just wanted to give you a little breakdown of kind of what we're going to be talking about this was an awesome podcast. Some of my favorite people. I had an absolute blast. And uh, I can't wait for you guys to enjoy the shit out of this as much as I did. Also, um, I'm. you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook as well. Brutally Honest Podcast on Facebook. Instagram Brutally Honest Podcast. And also, um, if you want to see everything that I'm doing, because I'm doing a whole bunch of different things, you can also follow my personal um, Harrison underscore Baron on um, Instagram as well. And that's where you'll get all the information you, uh, you need for everything. 
And if you want to support it on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Brutally Honest Podcast. But I'm, I'm done boring you guys. I know that was probably not the most entertaining. I try to make it entertaining. You know, we're all humans just trying to learn. And uh, I'm just trying to produce good content for your for your eardrums inside your brain to uh, inside your head to uh, enjoy. But without any further ado, please welcome my friends, Brian Costello and Mike Zagrosser. Z shutting down. So like, shutting down. Oh, I feel fine. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, Mike. Uh, a little nervous, a little amped up. Had a great power nap. Yes, you did. Mental clarity. Yeah, mental clarity is there. But you had the espresso. Espresso. See, um, Trader but, Joe's brand. Ooh. Yeah. Well, well, I'm not thinking it's not the greatest. I'm so just trying to. I'm trying to telepathy. What Brian is thinking. Oh, really? I can do that right now. Well, you already did, but like, fire it off again. I want to hear what what Brian's thinking. Yeah, how's my posture right now? Um, how's my posture? Is it I'm, good? I'm should hoping I be, not to be judge more? them. Yeah. I feel like it's so weird to do just right. You don't want it to be a stressed position. You no. want it to be a natural alignment. And you want to nasal breathe too. You want mm-hmm. to breathe through your belly, calm your your nervous. System. Do you know who Wim Hof is? I you, oh, certainly do. Oh, dude's a savage. You can you can move that it's thing. Fine. Grab it's, it's it. Just move off it. to my left. I feel like. I don't know. It's like an alien arm. Like, it's just looking. I had know? the freakiest nightmare the other day about aliens. Let's hear it. I It was just, it was like I was sitting in my house and I was like, I don't know what an alien looks like. And then it like I woke up in the middle of the night and went over to my window and my window overlooks my driveway. And there was literally like, I don't remember what it was, but I was like, that's definitely a fucking alien. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, he's not going to come into my bedroom. Bye. And then went back to bed. So you were so tired. You're like, I don't care. No, I was I was sleeping, but I like Uh, woke up in my dream, dream, went over there, and I was like, nobody really knows what aliens look like, so that could definitely be an alien. Yeah, you don't know. And I was like, "Mm, well, if he's gonna kill me, I'll be dead soon. So just gonna go back. I heard if they're interdimensional, like Mm -hmm. let's say fourth dimension, it would only be like a blip because we're Mm -hmm. in the third dimension, obviously. So if you did see it, it would almost look like a. There's no dimensions. We have a flat Earth. (laughs) Dude, I work with a flat Earther. Oh God, and it's legendary. Yeah. What if, like, uh, f- poor Brian. Brian's like, well, this was going to be my show, yeah, but um, I'm very interested. <laughs> the he goes, uh, I found out I shared a I fa- shared a flat earth post on, on the good old Facebook mm-hmm. and we had come up at work at the bar and somebody was like, oh, yeah, I just saw a flat earth post. And it was like, oh, my God, Greg's a flat earther. I'm trying to get him on the show, but I was a little disappointed. I gave him like five questions to answer and he couldn't answer any of them. Yeah, yeah. I was well, just is, like, yeah. Is he a uh, a flat Earth follower or is he a flat Earth researcher? Because there's people like, in my opinion, what Fo- seen, no, he's like, definitely a follower. I, I mean, like, is a- he just clicking on Instagram and like, yeah, like, I think so. Like, yeah, See, like, I would research who, like, it. Yeah. I would give right, that, like, a lot of experiments. I was so yeah. amped up. I was like, dude, convince me otherwise. Like, yeah. I'm, I want to believe. Yeah. Like, kind of like one of those, you know, people like people want to go to like a religion or something mm-hmm. like that and like convince yeah. me that mm-hmm. I will. And I was like, kind of like the same way, and mm-hmm. I was like, you need to convince me. And I'm kind of get I'm where in. they're coming from, though. I've never been in outer space. I've never seen a, the globe of the Earth before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So it very well could be. This could, you know, whatever. Right. Not very well, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I'd like to see things from my own eyes, but I mean, I truly believe in the science, and I think that the Earth is round. But no, you know, I mean, I've that, never experienced yeah. walking on the moon or 
if that happened, whatever. Yeah. And what's funny about the that whole argument too is a lot of people who, you know, a lot of um, people who believe in in uh, you know Earth is a globe, which is most people obviously, um, are driven by science and and measurement and observation and things that are like proven, right? And sure. then there's but there's so much of the theory of the globe that's not been proven, like the the motion of the Earth and things like that. Uh, the motion, like the Earth, has never actually been proven to be in motion mm. uh, by any kind of uh, observable, repeatable, scientific. Experiment. Are you talking about like a yaw, like the the rotation? No, like the motion. Yeah, the the rotation of the Earth. So, and even Einstein actually said this is something I was reading. I was reading all about this recently. Like Einstein even said that it's possible to to prove. You know, so it's interesting. I always find it funny because there's a lot of uh, people who will um, speak against. Uh, Certain spiritual uh, ideas, yeah, as because there's no proof. It's just faith. It's just a feeling, uh, and then yeah. they come back and say something about, well, you know, the mo- the Earth is spinning in this you know direction, whatever, many thousands of miles an hour, and rotating around the sun this many millions of miles an hour, and the whole galaxy is moving through space at this many trillions of miles an hour well, that's like without having any, right, right, but right. without any kind of basis yeah, other like than just a- astrophysicists like ninety seven percent of the universe is dark matter and we don't really know how dark matter works mm-hmm. yeah so they're saying everything that mathematics is based on is the matter that we can actually measure which is only three percent of the, mm-hmm. the universe so we could be doing this whole thing very very wrong does that mm. make sense yeah like our, our equations could be completely off yeah because yeah because we only know so much yes. right you know uh and it's all built like theory on top of theory on top yeah. of theories and then you take yep. it out the bottom if one of those theories is wrong anything built on top of it yeah. is gonna come out as we know more about space than we do about what's in our ocean though right yeah. Which is like cool. What the fuck? Right. Time That's out. time out. Did you guys? You have Netflix. Yeah. Do you have I don't Netflix? Use of course. Very much. Did you guys see the documentary? Um, it was Treasures from the Wreck of the Unbelievable. No, but no. I will put it on my Game changer. I got <laughs> excited. Like I haven't been excited about this stuff. What, what's it called? Treasures of the Wreck of the Unbelievable. Treasures from the Wreck of the Unbelievable. Dude, insane. It's like this. This guy got backed by some crazy whatever, like uh, art collector that had money. And they were like, hey, we'd like to do this exploration. We found this golden monkey that washed up on the shore of eastern Africa. Like by, uh, you know, some fishermen with nets saw it. And they're like, all right, if that's there, maybe some other stuff's there. So they go uh, in. They have, dude, the, the exhibit that they put on in, in, in Venice Oh, it's Un- a whole b- unbelievable. They they came. I think they came across like eighty artifacts, and the ship went down in like zero or whatever, like zero to sixteen A.D. Unbelievable, unbelievable, Jeez. crazy. Like like hair standing up, like goosebumps, no. crazy. Aliens? No, no. Uh. But this really weird. They found this one thing. It looked like Mickey Mouse. No. It looked like an old school Mickey Mouse. Remember like the old Mickey Mouse, like very round and yeah. It looked like little mini. Mickey Mouse on the bottom of the ocean from 2,000 years ago. Weird. Really? Weird. Yeah. What's the name of that again? You said that Treasures from the Wreck of the Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, I wrote it down. Check it out. I actually, so one of the perks about bartending, I refer a lot I refer a lot to bartending just because you get to meet a lot of cool people and do mm-hmm. a lot of cool yeah, stuff. If you were a drink, what drink would you be? Like, White Russian. Oh, good. Good answer. Yeah. I like that. Like it coats the belly. Right? Coats the Easy belly. Easy to go down. Yep. Yeah, a little nice. sweet on the tongue. Yeah, yeah. A little heavy though. A little heavy. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> I, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. Just, you I know. mean, I fit the bill. And then, uh, and then it's, and then, you know, you could always have a couple. 
You know, if you have three or four, you're going to yeah. be okay. You know, Martini, too much, too much could be bad. Too much, yeah, too much could be bad. But you know, you can have a lot and still be okay. Yeah. But um, I met a kid who, his company, they basically drag like a missile-shaped object, like a hundred feet above the ground or something like that, and this this missile, let's just say, because it has to pierce the water. Um, they drag it behind a boat and it like does an x-ray not an x-ray but it does like a gra- a map of the ground of hydrographic the ocean. recon yeah. yeah yeah man oh yeah you would know about that been there done that um yeah cool as fuck yeah. and i was like all right what does that do and he was like oh we f-, like i was like how often do you guys like find ships he's like not that often but i can tell you where they all are and i was like bruh please do yeah uh yeah he's like these yeah. are like 400 feet underwater and i was like Maybe a little outside of my range of yeah. diving. Yeah, you're, but you're talking about like gas mixtures and yeah, crazy stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And you're spending hours underwater. Yeah, or not necessarily. You got you got a small amount of work time you do that and it takes forever to, to get the nitrogen out of your system. So you yeah, go to back go up. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going down is easy. It's going up is the, yes. the challenge. Yeah. Going um, going up too fast, you're dead. You come up, they're gonna pull water or I'm sorry, blood out of your veins and it's just gonna start bubbling. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. You're, you're done. Not about that life. Yeah. That mm-hmm. yeah, sucks. Um but now that we've covered everything that we literally plan to not cover, um, <laughs> Brian, Mike is a, Mike is a former podcast or mm-hmm. guest. Yeah, I'm a return retread. A, a retread. I'm back again. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah, it's good. It feels great love you, to buddy. Be here. Thank you. Thanks. For um, the fans but, demanded it. So yeah, the fans, I did. The, the I fans did. demanded. Uh, but Brian, you have uh, Mike introduced me to you, and he's like, "Yeah, it's my friend Brian. He need for thirty days." <laughs> I was like, well, that's a way to introduce somebody. Right. So, um, and you said you've owned gyms or a gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would like to know more about that. Yeah, sure. Just start like fucking rambling on. Okay. I'm sure Mike's going to interject. Yeah, that's fine. He knows you, like you have the floor. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So Mike's only known me. Um, so right I kind of like, I almost look at my life now pre Pre-fast and post-fast. Oh, pre-bike and post-bike. No, no, I was going to get really excited about that. All right, no, fine. I guess pre-fast, whatever. Go no, on. No, go cool. on. I'll leave this you is, uh, yeah. Because uh, BC or I did have a lot of, BM or AM. Yeah. Before Mike and after Mike. <laughs> so Mike's only known me since, since um, you know, after this fast, yeah. which I'll talk about in a second. So it's funny how he thinks I'm so, like, rigid and uptight and... It's actually a the opposite, you know, what the fast has done to me in a lot of ways, and this lifestyle is taking me out of that rigid life um, mindset. But he also thinks I'm just such like a like a tight wad, like you know, yeah. like I had a beer, at, like I had a beer at the whatever we event we had going on at the gym. That, like you're having a beer, or you know, him, right? Man. You know, it's like the, I'm a wait, regular you, person. Wait, you also uh, you also have to know. So I went to a firehouse function with Mike, and I was with my ex girlfriend at the time. And I was like, oh, XYZ person, this is Mike, Mike, XYZ person. He goes, oh, he looks down at her hand and he goes, oh, you didn't get the ring yet. <laughs> and I was like, you douchebag. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that's, he's quick to. Uh, he's very good. He's yeah, very good right, like that. Psychological right. ninja. Right. <laughs> so anyway, so it's funny because, I don't know, my the way I view myself and the way a lot of other people view me, you know, throughout my life is very different than how Mike does because he's only known me for a short, very distinct period of time. But but anyway, so I, I owned, um, I opened CrossFit Long Island in 2010, very early 2010, like late 20, uh, 2009. We were doing construction and stuff, opened the doors right in January 2010. And 
at the time, I think we were like the third one on Long Island. Yeah, you're so, like an OG CrossFitter. Right, right, right. So we were brand new, um, which was really cool. Um, I was like obsessed with CrossFit. That's, you know, I, I had just finished college and I had a degree in, in phys ed, but I was seeing as I was about to graduate that it was going to be really, really tough to get a phys ed job. Like it's almost, you know, close to impossible on Long Island to do that. And um, and because I was becoming so engulfed with by CrossFit and everything that goes along with it, um, I kind of made like I was like, oh, I'll, I'll hopefully get a teaching job, and then a few years down the line, I'll open a gym, you know, mm-hmm. on the side or whatever. And then as this was getting closer, I was like, screw screw the A B plans, let's just go right for the for the gym, you know. I it was just you know made the most sense. Uh, so I was I, and because I, I could see that if I did it now. I knew at that time it was important to do it now because yeah. of the trends, you know, the way things were going. So I was like, I need to get in early, you know, set, um, you know, start building a, a reputation and stuff early before it like blows up. So, right. Were you trying to compete or is it specifically you wanted to coach? Uh, at the time I was still com- interested in competing for sure. Um, and I did compete for the first like three years that I, that I owned the gym still, but it was really difficult to try to balance that the business side and the comp, you know, um, competing on that level as the as the field rose, it was hard to keep up unless you're dedicating your entire life. You yeah, know, no, like blowing off. You know, yeah, people spent people dedicate hours. Right, like I shouldn't even say hours, years right. of their life to that competition. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I know people that'll go to the, the CrossFit gym and they won't leave for hours and hours and hours. Right. So like, how do you get anything else done? That's the thing. And and, and as an owner, it, you think, oh, well, you have this own gym, you're going to be able to use it whenever you want, but you know, realistically, like I had to make kind of a decision, like, am I going to, you know, once I, in my mind, once I had paying customers coming in, you know, that was now I'm dedicating to them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I chose to dedicate to them over my, myself, which cost me, you know, competitively probably, but is there money in competing competitively for CrossFit? Only if you re- make it to the CrossFit games, which are essentially the world championships and okay. do really well. And is when you say is there money... Is it just endorsements or is it? No, there's prize money. Okay. Like the winner gets two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Holy yeah. shit! Okay. Winning male, winning female, and then like second place is like ninety, I think. But you know, it, it drops pretty quick. So yeah. So it, if you're not number one in the world, right, you ain't basically nobody. no. And you can get some endorsements, but usually it's not probably gonna, not enough like, to cover big, the supplements. Honestly, those Mexican supplements can get very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Mexican supplements. Oh yeah, those south of the border supplements. You know what I'm saying? Not exactly street legal. Mm. Taking the restrictor yeah. plate uh, off. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you would want to do steroids doing CrossFit. You were out, yeah, out of your mind. Yeah. One of the guys on the po- uh, that Mike, you finished can take on the, the mic back with you when sorry. you're just chilling. Sorry, it just looks like an alien arm. Um, <laughs> One of the guys that was on the podium this year uh, got got popped for <gasps> juice, and it was the first time that that's happened to. Who, who was that? Uh, Ricky Garage from Australia. Oh, wow. Uh, which is so really people juice in CrossFit? Mm-hmm. You have to. Uh, yeah, some people. Th- I mean, there's theories out there that everybody pretty much is. Who? I mean, um, I don't know if I believe that. What agency is in charge of? Uh, I I forget the name of it, but it's is it the same one as the UFC. It's not like uses? it's not like Usada. Uh, I was gonna say there's, there's no Usada. golden snitch trying to find you. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not yeah. sure. I mean, I guess because you're not a killer. Oh, well, it's not like you're. I, I mean, I can understand the argument for like a football player doing it, like. Really? Whatever. Yeah, because there's it's a collision sport. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, true, true, true. You know what yeah, I mean? Every, it's, just, yeah, it's, it's not fits. a combat sportness. You know, it's it's mostly for recovery. Is what yeah. they really want it for. It allows uh, you to j- just be in the gym all day long. I would say and wake up the next EPO morning and do it again. would be a big one. I would say HGH, insulin, maybe like a 
Maybe not necessarily a a winstrel, but like something like that, like some type of crazy cocktail. Yeah, insulin. Just juicing up, just fucking getting yoked right in the butt cheeks, Mm -hmm. getting yoked and not getting tired. That's crazy. I I would have never guessed that it would have been for recovery. Yeah, yeah. Because just increased strength, like the guys you see in the in the gym that when you picture steroids, you're picturing like these giant guys like juiced out of their mind, ripping through their t-shirt. That's not really what you want in CrossFit. You no, know, that's we, that's you why. You want to be able to get up and, and work hard every single day and, and be injury-free and, and be able to put a full effort into every training session. Yeah. And the way these guys are, the volume that they're training at and the way they're beating themselves down, it's kind of, you know, some argue it, it is impossible to do it without that kind of supplementation. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think, I, I definitely don't think everybody's doing it at the top level. Yeah. But I think it's more than just that, you know, just the one guy. I'm that got curious. Caught. Yeah, I'm curious to know if it'll be um, like they, how they called uh, Armstrong. Right. And and took Some, his blood and then checked it years later. Right. And we're like, whoa, you, we caught you doing the shit for right. Did you see that documentary yeah, on the, Netflix, Icarus? Yes. About the Russian I did. team? No. Whoa, another great. Yeah, that's a good, that's a pretty good one. And I, I got to get my And the documentary that they did this year on the CrossFit Games focused a lot around that. Um, they do like one each year. And because I guess this is the first year that somebody got caught, and I was actually saying to my wife while we were watching it because you they they you know most of the top males and females comment at some point in the show about uh, in the documentary about their thoughts on you know using steroids and they're like really like you know it's you know BS if if anyone gets caught doing this you know they shouldn't be allowed you know like they're really talking down on it like they're like they're basically taking it personal you know. So what? So what I was saying was like, if it comes out in five, ten years that you know we look back and all these guys were using, yeah. it's like, I don't know, I'm gonna be pretty frustrated, I think, because it's like you want to believe them, you know. Yeah. But it's the same thing with with Lance Armstrong, and you know, they just kept testing clean and whatnot, but then you know, years later it comes out, and even with you know baseball, yeah, and, you got and blood doping and stuff, and stuff like that right. as well. Right. Um, you know, one thing that I thought was super interesting with Lance was when he you know basically admitted he's like the top 17 people like he goes if you weren't using it you were nobody right like you kind of like sit back you're like holy shit if you want to even have a shot yeah you, that's you have to right and i think once that argument comes into play like if that's the justification that they're using then there it's kind of like either everyone's using it or no one's using it you know because if, if it if it comes out if it's known within the top athletes that you know these guys are using mm-hmm. then it's like well if i want to be able to compete with them uh, you know i'm gonna have to use too and then next thing you know it's like well you can't really even realistically you know think about competing unless you're using yeah you know, that's kind of what happened in cycling and if that happens i mean um you know i could see that happening i could see that becoming a thing but you know whether or not they're all going to still deny it i don't i don't know or, or how they're going to do that but that's yeah, crazy man right uh, but anyway, so I was so I opened this CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. and um, uh, from a, I, I kind of made that decision, like I said, that I wanted to go all in on the business side of things. Yeah. Which is, so I I so I didn't really have a business background. I didn't go to school for business. I didn't I ever I never owned a business. I was only twenty three. So mm-hmm. um, I had a lot to learn. About like the first year of the business, I was kind of just winging it and. Like it was cool, it was fun, but like nobody knew what CrossFit really was yet. You know, it was hard to get people in the door. Um, and I, about a year in, I was like, I gotta, I gotta like figure out how to do this better. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> what kind of startup money did you? Did you go to a bank or did you? No, just- I, no, I actually, I had a few personal investors, uh, a few friends and family that kind of chipped in, nice. and I had like, 
percentages available of the company uh, to get me my startup equipment in like the first six months or so of expenses, mm-hmm. uh, which um, in, in terms of business startup money for CrossFit Gym could be, it's pretty low. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you have like just a warehouse space, that's usually industrial, pretty cheap. And now, where did you work out before? So I started, I was training at CrossFit Suffolk, which was the first one in Suffolk County. Where was before that? Me. It's in Holbrook. Okay. Yeah. Uh, was where a lot of guys on Long Island that eventually opened their own places, uh, started, started there. there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I kind of committed to the business side of it and I wanted to like stand out and I, I knew we were still like ahead of the, the trends, you know, mm-hmm. ahead of the curve and it's like, we establish ourselves. So, um, I put a lot of time, started working with a couple of mentors from other places and cross because at that time even the best most successful business mm-hmm. crossfit boxes what we call them boxes in the world were only three or four years old you know what i mean so it was like, uh, like nobody really knows what's right and wrong you know yeah. even the best in the world are only a couple, like still kind yeah. of in their infancy from a business standpoint so uh so i went in all in on that and we we did uh we did well you know i had i had some success uh at least relative to what success is in in, in that industry um we were open uh, for about almost seven years, six, six and a half, oh, wow. seven so years. Oh, had a good run. Yeah, had a really good run. And during that boom of, you know, 2012, 13, 14, CrossFit was really starting to boom. You know, yeah. when phone was ring. You know, went from we couldn't get the phone to ring to, like, we couldn't keep Non-stop, up with the phone ring, yeah. you know. And um, it was, it kind of worked out as I was hoping where I was already sort of set. I had a staff. I had a good gym. I had a reputation. Yeah. All, like, as that was hitting instead of being like, oh, wow, Cross is blowing up. Let me try to go open a gym now, which is what half the, what seems like half the world decided yeah. to do, um, to kind of jump, jump on, uh, you know, jump in when they could. Um, so, you know, what happened, the, the whole market changed because of that, actually, you know, like so many opened in one time with like myself, people who just had no idea how to run the business. They just liked CrossFit and they saw like a potential to make money and they just kind of, everyone was just undercutting each other and like very untrained coaches and uh, like just a lot of things changed that were, I think easy for us to separate ourselves from at first, you know, we were known to be above a lot of that, those things in a lot of ways. Uh, But over time it was just like fighting these battles that, you know, it was one of the reasons where I, I, I saw I saw that the potential was kind. Of, I, I kind of had hit my potential, and that's like yeah. what drives me the most is is where can this go? Oh, so when with I, the business, right? So when I yeah. saw that there was this potential to grow and maybe expand and maybe have another location, have a couple locations, like that was what drove me every day. And once I started see that, that kind of started to s- settle. Yeah, because everybody else already had right. Like this is about where as good as it's gonna get. Then I was like, all right, I kind of want to start thinking about different things. So, I. Uh, I went into um, another business after that. You want me to talk yeah, a little business dude, stuff? Yeah, I know most of the, the audience is, is business. At this point, it's just kind of like, hey, let's talk about it. Right, right, right. Everything's we important. got a lot to touch on with this guy. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have quite a bit. So after that, I, I took a little time off, and I was like, I had a few ideas that I wanted to mess around with. So I, um, one of them sort of steamrolled into uh, like a unique a unique business idea that, as far as I could see, had never like been done before. Uh-huh. So it was really exciting for me. And um, so what I did was I started a, a, like a media company, basically, and, and I, it centered around a lot of these CrossFit Games athletes that we, okay. we spoke about. So um, I um, the idea was that um, I would have... I eventually ended up having seven athletes signed to okay. contract from all over the country. 
and uh, we were going to be following them throughout their training leading into the CrossFit Games as far as from like a, almost like a documentary standpoint, but more of like a vlog style, if you're familiar with vlog. Yeah, it's kind of like a little bit less formal uh, editing. So, uh, but in order to do this, you know, I wasn't gonna be able to fly around the country and, and film everybody and do all this stuff. So, um, and I want it to be real time. So I want, we, cause there's something called the CrossFit open, which is a worldwide competition that everyone competes in online each year. And that's how it starts the online. Yeah. Um, well you, it's like an online leaderboard. So oh, like okay. your gym, you can do it at your gym, submit your score and you're competing against everyone else from like all over the world. Couldn't you just lie? You can. There's a lot of issues with that, but you have to be judged. You have to be done at a sanctioned gym and stuff like that. So Uh, there's, there's regulations. Um, That, and if you make it to the regionals, you're like, and you lied, you're just going to go away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just step one. Yeah. It's the open, then there's regionals, then there's the games. Okay. So, so anyway, so I was able to, to sign a, a, a few, really good CrossFit Games athletes, people who were, you know, known already in the community. From Long Island? Uh, no, from all over the country. Okay. Uh, one was from Long Island. Okay. And then, uh, so what we did is we wanted to do real-time editing, so, uh, real-time, like like a vlog where they're training leading into this. We're all doing the same competition worldwide. We're doing the same events. We're kind of, so we get to see how our, the athletes, our favorite athletes are like approaching it, how they're changing their training, like advice, and then basically, you know, see it the next day, which is which is hard. So what I did was um, for each of these athletes, we, we sent them like a, a video setup, like a vlog se- uh, setup with a couple different cameras and whatnot. And each athlete um, had a designated like assistant, like a friend basically. So oh, okay. if, like, if Mike was um, the athlete, the st- oh, if I was the star athlete, I guess okay. it's more, more realistic, you know, and I had wanted Mike Stealing to help that me out thunder yeah. real quick. So I'm give me 30, that. Yeah. I'm a 30 day fast away from being an athlete. All right. Uh, you know, we trained him how to do everything, how to how to film, how to get us all the footage, blah, blah, blah. And they would film Mike, you know, I would film Mike's training session all day, um, talking behind the scenes, kind of like hearing his thoughts on the upcoming workouts, upcoming stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that night I would go and I'd, I'd download it all or upload it all into like a, a Google folder or whatever. And okay. then me on the other end would download it all the next day, spend the whole day editing it. Um, into like a like a fifteen minute or so episode, uh-huh. and then um, posting it that day. So it was uh-huh. like overnight uh, editing, yeah. which was like I said, it hadn't really like I it hadn't been done before. I, yeah. You know, I, all the other stuff that was in CrossFit Media, CrossFit HQ has a really really solid media team, and they do a lot a lot of really cool media, but it's always slow. It's always behind. So this was like our attempt to to, to make, bring it up to speed, right? Other than just following the athletes on Instagram and stuff, so. So it was a really challenging project to pull that off logistically, you know, mm-hmm. um, time-wise, just moving those high-definition high, high definition files, as you probably know, are, yeah, yeah. are big. Um, just uploading and downloading takes hours alone. Editing took a long time, and I didn't yeah. know how to edit at all, actually, oh, until about a few days before the project started. Um, I had an editor that I, I unfortunately had to let go. Uh, he, you know, just the wasn't work. He wasn't seeing the vision the yeah. way I was, so I had to teach myself how to do all this mm-hmm. in a few days. And then I did it. We for forty nine straight days. We had an forty nine yeah, straight we days. Had seven seven days a week for seven weeks throughout this the open season. So you um, got it done. I got it done, but it like almost killed me. Like really, almost killed me. <laughs> like I was Holy really, shit. you know, I was waking up. I would set my alarm to like three in the morning to wake up to see. Okay, the files are here. 
from yesterday. Let me, you know, download them all. Then I go back to bed for like an hour or two. Then I get up at five. Like, okay, they're downloaded. Then I start the project. It'd take me 10 to 12 hours to, to edit all day long. And then I had to like re-upload it all to, you know, our YouTube. And we had our own like sign-in account, and, um, private uh, video blog that we had and everything. And, you know, by the time eight or nine o'clock rolled around, I was like, I had barely eaten or just drinking coffee all day and I, and I was just like stressed like out of my mind. And yeah. So I, I, I long as this point I'm getting at is it was cool and it was fun and in a lot of ways it's a success, but I, I, I realized it wasn't what I wanted yeah. to do. Did you make any money from it or? No, not really. I mean, we, we had an income, you know, we See. made some, we sold about, so it might not sound like a lot, but we sold, so it was $15 one time to get all these episodes, 49 episodes. Mm -hmm. um, and we sold about 500 Okay. subscriptions which isn't a ton we expected a lot more than that obviously uh -huh. um but we had it from like 30 something different countries which was cool yeah. so like people all over the world are tuning yeah. um what i just realized right away those people just don't want to pay for this stuff anymore they, you know everything's on youtube everything's on instagram yeah. nobody could, wants to pay for those media. clips though all that that you know downloaded files or uploaded files and then created your own documentary like you have netflix just like two or three crossfit documentaries yeah, yeah. you could have did like an elite status like one video that showed everything the, yeah wants right. to everything. Produce it. yeah you know gonna check I mean? back in on interesting and then Mike, it would check back in on brian i mean you're paying for netflix but it's like it's free right mm -hmm. yeah and then you're well netflix pays bit. you for it i think uh oh yeah if they, if they, they like the it they'll pay it yeah, yeah. If they want the content yeah. sure yeah i don't think about that i was really ready to how long ago was this last year about a year ago Actually, what's today, the 10th? Today is the year 11th. 11th. I think it, it ended a year ago yesterday. I think the 10th, wow. 10th was the end of the season. And then he just went dark after that. Yeah, it kind of went just dark went after dark. That for a while. So you got to spark that shit up again, dude. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm um, that's a super interesting concept. Um, I feel like you probably have a lot of untapped money in YouTube. Well, yeah. So then I released I released the entire season on YouTube shortly afterwards. Okay, good. But... um. And generate a little bit of money, good decent views and whatnot. But um, you know, views and like I think each, you know, video is anywhere between like fifteen to ninety thousand views per video, and there's like close to fifty videos. So, you know, oh, there's that's, that's yeah. a lot of that's some a money, lot, yeah, right? views, yeah. Um, but yeah, the money doesn't add up to anything that would be able to really sustain the project to continue. Yeah, you know, like to pay all those people and stuff was 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 the issue. You know, if it's just your own YouTube channel, you're not okay, really paying too many people, right? Yeah. But if you're paying seven people. And then seven athletes, and you know, it's, it's a lot of money, lot, yeah, right, right, yeah. You definitely got to make some more money than that, yeah, you know. And I think CrossFit's not at the point yet where people are willing to watch it, you know. There's a lot, there's obviously a lot of people want to watch it, but it's not, hey, they're gonna have the X Games for a week straight, right, right. you know. It's like, oh, the CrossFit games are on and they're off, right, yep, you know, and, hey, and, made it, made a TV for a day or two, right. And the, the, you know, there's these niche markets and there's people who are like super obsessed with some of these, you know, seeing how the, like guys who think they're, they're going to also be competitive athletes, like get really obsessed of, in, in, in media of their favorite athletes and seeing how they're training, but just not enough to really, at least in that format, generate any real money, any real money. No. Damn. Yeah. At least you could say you did it. Yeah. And you know, was, I'm so glad I did it because now I know that it doesn't work. No, that doesn't work, and more importantly, no, that's not what I want to do. Yeah, you know, so I was able to then probably a take some pro time. video editor now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like I got. Do you got, still want to do anything in like the AV world, or what, what do you what do you want to do now? Mm, well, you know, I have my own podcast. Yeah, and give, uh, it, give it a shout out, bro. Shout yeah, out. You're on one. Fortress give Radio. It. Fortress Radio. Yep, there you go. In, uh, 
Intuitive Health and Performance. What do you got, like cool. five episodes out now? Uh, only four. 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 Fifth I one's was, coming up. Yeah, close, sorry. dude. Come on. Well, I didn't realize. <laughs> I just, now that you mentioned it. Do you want to know what episode you're at? 78, I think. This is oh, 78. Nice. 78. Nice. I can't, you know, 100's going to be yeah. Yeah. on point. Uh, I'm gonna have, who I who think I'm going to have a party. I don't know yet. I haven't Conor figured that out yet. Floyd, who are you coming on? That'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be sick. Possible. After uh, the whole little bus accident, you know. Great stuff. <laughs> it's great. It's funny because I just watched Polk the, the notorious thing documentary on him. Okay. Did you see that? No. Uh, I don't write wa- it down. I, yeah, that's uh, the third thing. Third thing you got to write down. I don't watch much. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. I've been recently just watching. How are you uh, even keeping up with the times then? Like, how do you do? You just go to CNBC and say, right, no, I go to Facebook and then just watch that's all the people it, right? yelling at each other. Oh, no. What's it called? That, that's that the tech worst. cycle. Notorious Conor McGregor documentary. It's on Netflix. Very good. Very well done. I was actually trying to search like the music. They have like a soundtrack, but it's not the real soundtrack. Like when he's walking out, it's almost like a house type music thing. And I went to Shazam on my phone to be like, what is that? And nothing comes up and it's driving me crazy because I like it so much and I can't find it. I did it today. I did it today. I'm not even kidding. And I watched the documentary like two times. And I I specifically went to that to find the song. I couldn't find it. So if anyone's listening and I can get me that song, please send it to me. Shout out. Yeah, do that. We can find it. Yeah, I hope I'll, so. Yeah. It's on the credits. I looked. Do you have a video of it? it? I mean, it's... What do uh, you mean? Nah, no, I thought you had like a little clip of it on your phone. No, he's just walking out. I think he's... I'm trying to remember who he's fighting. I don't even remember. Oh, this is... Okay, okay, okay. But his walkout songs are tremendous. Yeah, so... I'm just trying to find it real quick. Yeah. MMA entrance music? No, it's different. It's it's documentary specific because he might be coming out to a different song, so it's not the real song he's coming out to. They, just, they over yeah. They uh, the song so over. and it's just like a, a beat to it. it no words, okay. you know. So very difficult to you find. Have to, you have Could to be made up on the spot, you know. You have to find this and send it over to me. And it maybe. might be a, you know it might be a copyright free song. That's why it's not showing up. Oh yeah, right. right. Which would be I mean I guess it wouldn't matter too Can much. You you're you're not producing your own shows, but yeah. Um, yeah, you can find copyright free. It's probably from this, you know, certain websites. Yeah, there's yeah plenty of. Uh, I never knew about that stuff, royalty free and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I didn't either until and, they just uh, said that copyright free. I'm like, oh, I never knew. Yeah, it's a whole different industry, right. and even photos, you know. But mm-hmm. if something's copyrighted, that means that you have no right to mm-hmm. use it, right? So copyright free is you have every right to use yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so why can't I search it then if it's copyright free? Because it doesn't like Shazam doesn't recognize the track because it's not. It's not in their database. In the of database. things to look for. Right. Wow. Right. So I mean, so copyright free, you can use it still. So like a lot of the episodes that I used for for my project were had copyrighted songs in them. Uh-huh. So this is something I learned, and which is fine. I'm not breaking any any laws, but I can't collect any ad money on those episodes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I out of the like 49 yeah. episodes that could have collected money. I, I should have mentioned this. I think only on YouTube, like fifteen or twenty of them are eligible. Uh, so yeah, that kind of that kind yeah, of bummer. That was, I learned that lesson bummer. pretty hard. Yeah. yeah, you can find a lot of good music too on SoundCloud. SoundCloud, mm-hmm. that's is. where most of it would come yeah. from. Yeah, and uh, a lot of those people, you know, I, like I've sent messages to them. I'm like, hey, can I use your music? And they're like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, that's why I would reach out yeah. to a lot of artists. Yeah, they, uh, hey, I'd appreciate a plug if you can put, plug me. But if mm-hmm. you can't, no big deal. Mm-hmm. I like your intro to bed, uh, the podcast yeah yeah it's nice dj squads even yours is good too i think yeah, oh, like dj quads over yeah i made that myself human potential did you with the mm-hmm. crazy scientist voice alan you, watts yeah 
Really? Wow. That's, yeah, it's not that large. It was just one quote over yeah, one, well, one I, track. Still, it sounds cool. Yeah, <laughs> still sounds cool. Um, no, I, I I think it came out pretty good considering I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah, That's what I'm we, saying. It's, we went over. How I you found out it's, it's yeah, not that it. hard. Nobody knows how to. I, I mean, I shouldn't say nobody, but like I had no idea. I was just kind of like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do this. Let me get some shit." For fucked up the to- the beginning. Bought two of the same mics. Tried to make them work in a MacBook. Finally got them to work. And then bought this. Didn't know how to use a mixer at all. Still don't know how to use right, a mixer right. for the most part. I know what a couple of these things do. And then. There's one episode, in, and for anyone who's been listening for a while knows this already, but there's one episode I did with Cam in my old show, and, like, you can hear me, and I can go, like, oh, it might be for one, it might not be for everybody, but it's, it was only coming out of the left ear, uh, and I'm like, what the fuck, and yeah. I'm, like, turning, 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 like, just trying to figure out, like, what stuff goes, and everyone's like, oh, my God, all of a sudden, I can hear you in both ears, <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay. So yeah. By yeah, the way, you, you just FCC'd the shit out of the show because we were really good, no cursing, no fuck shit, bitch, and all of a sudden you're like fuck shit, bitch. So now we're yeah. gonna lose half the listeners. Yeah. All these little kids have right so upset. much in these episodes I know, I now. Yeah, it's crazy. At first you were like, wow, really reserved, Harry. I'm like, wow, I like where he's. Well, now going. that now that I have now my own studio good, and gone, and everything like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. And everybody's like, oh, you should listen to Stern, and I was just like, Stern doesn't give a fuck yeah. what people think, and yeah. I was like. Honestly, I think that's where I'm going to have a lot of success. Just stop caring about what people think, and I'm going to do the best job I can. Yeah. And that because it gives you restrictions, right? Like, there's, like, this fence in your mind, like, oh, I can't yeah. I be uh, all yeah. you know, correct. and everything. No, just just let it fly. Yeah. And, and you can yeah. edit it out because you know how to edit, right? But like, I'm not, I'm not going to. No, nah. I want people to hear it, yeah. you know? Yeah. It kind of gives the you that raw, raw rawness to it. Honest. Brutally honest. Yeah, literally. Um, that's, that's actually part of the reason why I don't edit, because... You know, it's all that shit that you see in the media. It's like, oh, well, this was cut out. Mm-hmm. What about you know? awkward mm-hmm. silences? Like, if there's, like, a 30-second pause and you're, like, f- fiddling with your thumbs, are you going to, like, shorten that? Isn't there a program that you can shorten that with? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I usually don't have 30-second... 30, 30 seconds is a long pause. We can pause. do it right now if you want, but we're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the most I think I've ever had was, like, four or five seconds, and I've listened to it, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. I felt yeah, like my, you, my first time like, I was oh my on. God, with what's happening? Like, <laughs> what's what's so going on? Yeah, first time I went on with you, I was like all like scared, and nervous, and like there was like a pause, and I'm like, oh my god, this is forever. Oh my god, it's, <laughs> there, it's true though. It is, yeah. and you like you feel you like, gotta oh say god, something. and like I gotta say something. I don't want to sound stupid. How's the volume of my voice? Yeah. Uh, yeah, when I'm doing when I'm interviewing as well, I do the same thing. Oh my gosh, shit! What was my next question? Yeah, I need be, points. Like, I need points. So it's funny you say that because. I've learned to use that awkward silence for a heavy advantage because a lot of times you'll hit him with something. Boom. Right. Yeah. Be like, Oh, Brian, tell me about your business. And every once in a while, somebody be like, Oh, you know, I did this and then I did this. And then I don't say anything. And then it's like, tell and me then the they're like, the Oh, bathroom. and I did this and then I did this. Oh, and yeah. And then I did this and I don't even have to ask a question. They're just they're like, just like then they just, right. and then, and then that pause after that pause is when all the good shit comes right, out. Right, right. Cause you're not giving that polished. Hey, uh, what'd you do? Oh, you know, I've owned a, owned a CrossFit gym and I did this and I fasted for 30 days. Oh, it's cool. Sounds good. Right. And then it, and, and it's over. But it if I don't say you anything, say the, then you're like, what you're really thinking. Yeah. Then you got to like, Oh, then it goes into that. Oh fuck moment. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I got to come up with some shit right yeah. now to fill this awkward gap. Cause I just won't say anything. You know, every once in a while I'll sit there and I'm like, yeah, all right, the silence is killing me and I need to say something. But other than that, use it to your advantage. Yeah. Brian went on a fast for 30 days. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear about this. The only thing he ingested was grapefruit juice. Correct. Go so, on. Why yeah. grapefruit juice? You have the floor. 
Uh, really, berries. Any, dark berries, any, any dark man. berry juice would have really sufficed. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, no, I'm gonna let you have the floor. I won't say anything. No, say and then I'm just gonna just like a little picky yeah. part. Little so jab, yeah, so jab, jab. so like he was kidding around. Like so after I closed down the second business, um, you know, he's like, oh, he went dark for a while. Like I didn't go dark, but he lost I, I his did. Way. He lost no, his way. No, I, so I actually, like I, dog, I, I dog, the opposite. tail between the legs. <laughs> no, what am I gonna no, no. do? No crossfit gyms. No, actually, so it's funny. Actually. In my mind, it was the it was the opposite. It was like, all right, so I I, I should be in a position where I feel screwed because Sounds I just like a denial left stage. I left my successful business to try and, and then eventually tried another business and that didn't work. And now like now what am I gonna do? Because yeah. it was the same when I left Shit the gym. Happens. Everybody was like, well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I was like, I don't really know, but I'll, I'll figure it out. Kind of banking that you know the first thing I'd try would work, you know, and I'm then gonna, it didn't. I'm gonna interject. Yeah. I hate that shit. So many people are like, well, what if you fail? What if right. you fail? I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, man. Rome wasn't built on, yeah. on, like, oh, this is the roadmap. Hey, let's go, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey. We're like, that's a bad idea. What if this? What if that? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. Right. Uh, right. You're not going to know. Edison failed a thousand times yeah. before he figured out the incandescent light bulb. Yeah. Exactly. And it ended up being the best thing to have, like I said, because I realized very quickly that it wasn't what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and that it wasn't going to work. So instead of sitting around for years wondering, I, I went for it and I was able to move on. So And that's why. So I kind of walked away with this. All right, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I was pretty stressed because I now had technically had nothing and no no job, um, and, but at the same time I was looking at kind of like, all right, I got a kind of a clean slate here. I can I can I can do whatever I want at yeah. this point, you know. Freedom. Um, yeah. This is the rebirth of Brian. Yeah. Costello. So <laughs> Brian Costello 2.0. Is this uh, AM or is it still BM? Oh, this no, is still I think before like Mike or after B- Mike? BM. 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 Yeah. BM. Okay. So. Um, I forget what I was about to say there, but um, oh yeah, so I was like, okay, I want a clean slate. So uh, yeah, and so I said that the project almost killed me. I was I was super unhealthy, I you know coming and from not leaving your house, right? I wasn't leaving my house. I was just at, on the computer all day long. Like my I just had pain all over my body, my neck, my back. I just drinking coffee and eating on you know eating out, it's just like coffee. taking out and eating takeout and everything. And um, I was like, this is terrible. Like this is a, you know this is what I do. I'm a yeah. fitness guy, you know, health and fitness guy. So. Um, I was like, I'm going to just, you know, wipe the slate clean, like a, like a once in a lifetime sort of turnaround, you know, where not like, Oh, I'm going to start a diet on Monday type of thing. Like a real yeah, legitimate, too. right. What's I just, that? I just started a diet too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it's working. Yep. 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 I started one. I don't know what diet it is yet. <laughs> it's a delicious food diet is fucking what it is. <laughs> you were right. trying a ketogenic diet though, right? I did. Yeah. The problem is booze. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You can still kind of do it, but it's like my problem. So I can't do anything in so moderation. While so. while we're on keto, my problem mm-hmm. is because I'm sure you probably know a shitload mm-hmm. about keto. Uh, yeah, I not as much as you probably think, but okay. I'm, I'm very familiar. So with it. I did keto for like a month, dropped like 20 pounds yes, in a month, it and it was and and my energy levels, my focus through the roof. brain clarity mm-hmm. for sure. I could think better, but like doing CrossFit for me, I had I had no like whatever gear like I felt like if I didn't have carbs like it was just I just I would just die mm-hmm. it was weird really I yeah. never felt like that I felt like well because it's like you go from like a like a like your glycogen storage gets depleted pretty quick and yeah. then after that you're like uh, I'm a, like whatever I would just see when when I went through it it was I was like fuck I'm not gonna have any energy and then it was like N- endless energy, like hmm. endless. It didn't I matter never what felt I hungry. did. 
Never yes. felt hungry. Like I, I could eat a little bit. My st- my stomach shrank. I, I always felt like satiated. Yeah. Like I, like I could wake up. I could not eat. Thank you. I could not eat until like lunch. I would skip it because I was also trying to do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. So felt really good. Yes. Drop I did intermittent weight. fasting too with keto. Yeah. Works mm-hmm. very that's well. That's right. If you're gonna but, do it, that's. But if you do. fall off that train, and I'm like, you know what? I will have the booze. You know what? I will have the pizza. And then you're like. Oh God! And you're not putting like exogenous ketones in your system mm-hmm. to fall back into ketosis. Yeah, you know, like it's just like a powdered thing. Yeah, and they taste horrible, but you have to kind of do it. And then I was listening to a podcast. It really takes like a year strict to be on keto to get into mm-hmm. ketosis, ketosis, like right. real ketosis. Really? So we were in like fake ketosis, mm-hmm. kind of. Really? We were just giving up carbs, and that's how you you dropped all that weight so quick. Yeah. But you're you have to retrain your body to like basically burn. Fats. For a year? For a year, man. Yeah. See, so I was doing great with it, and then one night out, fucked it all up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, and so here's the problem. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, It's 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, all right, you know, I feel pretty good. Um, Let me have a couple beers. Having a couple beers, and the beers didn't affect me at all as far as, like, getting tired. Because right now, I have a beer, and I'm like... Where's my bed? But it was like, all right, two o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, at two o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, still drinking, and I'm like, all right, now I'm kind of hungry. You know, now I've now I'm now my body's getting the carbs back. It's like mm, these fucking things are delicious. Right. And like now a, it's like a it's like a drug. You oh know yeah, I mean? like once it's back in your system. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then it was it was that, and then it was hey, let's have some Taco Bell, you know? And then it was wake up in the morning. I'm like, I'm so hungover. And the last thing you want to do is, hey, let me just have eggs with bacon and avocado. You're like, no, give me a greasy fucking bacon, egg, and cheese Mm -hmm. that I can consume in about five seconds Mm -hmm. and feel like a bag of buttholes. (laughs) Did you feel like your mental clarity came back? Yeah, absolutely. Did you attribute that to the the carb? Like production or just um, no, like refined sugars can also do it too. And right. Like what you're, well, if you're really, on, you know, sugars like right, but it's not refined sugar. You know, yeah. it's natural fruit sugar, which is in from in my belief is, is a very different, very different fuel. Um, yeah. So like, oh, just to quickly add about ketosis. That's the thing. Like, when once you're out of ketosis, and the, the way we, you know, most of us do things is like if we're in something we're in it and if we're out like ah oh, screw it you know I'm yeah. out of ketosis so I'll start again next week and this and that and that's you know that up and down in and out is where so bad it's so you. bad right so um so yeah so the the what was your question again uh just the mental clarity of cutting out the right. r- sugar yeah so the what like what I really learned is you know what I put into my 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 gut, my body, my gut, and my gut health and my gut cleanliness um, has such an immediate and profound impact on my mental clarity. Like insane. Yeah. You know where my gut felt so good. Like mm-hmm. my gut and the craziest. The one thing I super loved was the anti-inflammation I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the effects from it. Like, I, I need that like an anti-inflammatory diet. That's huge. Like fast Tom, for Tom like Brady. fast for like forty eight hours, dude. Mm-hmm. I fasted for fifty hours. That's the longest I've done. Nice. And the craziest part is I didn't want to eat, but I was like, my refeed day is gonna suck because you gotta you, be careful what you're putting in after that because it's gonna shock you. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like and your I'm, insulin, even if you have like sugar, what like any type, it's just gonna spike your insulin mm-hmm. level, and you're like, oh, I'm tired and I need a nap. Yep. Yep. You know? Um. 
And that was my biggest fear was coming off of it. And I was like, I don't think I should do more than 50, 50 hours because if I do, if I do anything more, I'm going to have to be like super meticulous mm -hmm. to the point where I'm not sure if I'm willing to commit that hard. Mm -hmm. To it at least to do it under without supervision of like a medical yeah you want to be thinking a lot harder about it before you do that but like you're saying about inflammation you know think about what inflammation is it's it's you know it's our body's response to you know fighting you know trying to find balance again you mm -hmm. know and it's a it's a lot of work for the body like if the body's in when there's inflammation the body is working to get rid of basically like in you know something that's in your body that's like an intruder in a way that doesn't yeah. feel welcome and the body spends a ton of time and energy fighting that. And when you're constantly putting uh, high inflammatory foods in our systems, which is almost everything you know in the, in the modern American diet, the body is constantly fighting it and yeah. constantly in this like overworked state. And um, so, not only is it fighting inflammation, but just the fact that we eat so consistently and we eat every couple of hours and we constantly are putting. Uh, stuff in our body that our digestive system is never ever it's really, never relaxing it never relaxes it never yeah. rests and that's going like you can probably say since you were a child you know uh, that it's never had more than a few hours of rest the digestive system other than when you're sick usually you yeah. won't eat because the body knows that when it doesn't eat it gets time to heal you know okay um Oh, I always thought differently. I always thought pump good things into your body when you're sick. Well, you try, but do you, but think about when you're sick. You probably don't usually have much of an appetite, right? I mean, depending what the no, sickness is. No, but I'll try to moment. like force down like bananas, right. like fruits, vegetables, and like soups. Right, which which might not be bad either. But generally speaking, we don't want to eat very much when we're sick, and it's because our body wants to take that time and that, and use that energy to work on other things, you know. So the fast allowed me to spend essentially 30 days of my digestive system uh, getting to relax, getting to clean itself out and work on itself instead. And um, like I could literally just feel myself just becoming, you know, just lighter and just like more relaxed and just more level-headed, less, um, you know, less moody, just kind of stabilized, not only stabilized hunger levels, you know, uh, you know, insulin and, and and cravings up and down just stabilized there, but stabilized mood as well. So I wasn't, you know, getting stressed out as easily. I wasn't, you know, s snipping at my at my wife and stuff as much. I just not that that happened very much, but um, you know, I just was able to maintain a level head. And um, you know, I started really thinking about things like differently and approaching things differently from different perspectives, especially because I'm trying to like you know figure out my life during this this time, right? So I was able to really have. Um, I think a clear line of communication with my, with my intuition, you know, with yeah. like what I really want to do, like, what do I really want from this life? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm basically broke. No, you know, nothing like in the works, I'm kind of unhealthy right now. You know, I, I'm restarting my life. Like, where do I want it to go? Mm -hmm. What do I want yeah, to do? Yeah, that's and like those, a 30 days is like a full body right, reset. Right. And, th and this that's gave me the time. More than that. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. 30, like, holy shit. I know people have done like 10 insane. days, 14 mm -hmm. days, but like, yeah, and it it gave me the time that I needed to to answer those questions, and I was able to answer. Like, yeah, I asked myself, you know, a lot of hard questions and, and put in the work and stuff. Not just during the time, but in the time following. How yeah. does your drywall work? Like, you know, did you put a lot of holes in the walls when you're at home going through this? Like, <laughs> no, I would have not at all. I'd have been throwing the remote control through. No, the wall. no, it's, no. It's, you'd be surprised after maybe the first two three days the hardest. Right, they were the hardest. I think the like first three days for the me hardest. the first twelve hours is the hardest. Like right. waking up. 
I have no problem fasting as long as I eat the night before at like four, nothing after like four o'clock. And then the whole next day, I don't get hungry. And I'm like, right. all right, cool. This is, good. this is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not but, a morning eater. Like, I'm not hungry in the morning. Like, maybe like 12 o'clock rolls by, and, and then my body's like, all right, now you're hungry. Yeah. But it's usually like 12, 15 hours until like that response. Yeah. In. No, like, if I eat, a, you know, three, four o'clock in the afternoon the day before, and I'm like, all right, tomorrow I'm going to fast. Fasting, good, right? it. I have no craving, no, no hunger. I'm just like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. And. One thing that helped me in those in that the fifty hours that I did was constantly keeping myself busy mm-hmm. because eating today for us is so social. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, it's lunchtime. Should we go get something something to eat? You know, hey, should we go get a beer? Mm-hmm. You know, hey, should we go do this? Hey, you know, let's go do this. Everything, you know, it's more like the so- your social life is is revolves around eating food, and yeah. ingesting and, something and, of some sort, and it's good so, food too. It's so true though, because like you come. Like, you come over to my house, like, hey, you want to do something? We're sitting around, it's like, hey, what do you want to do? You want to see a movie? Like, eh, nah, nothing really good out. Um, all right, let's go get food. Where mm-hmm. are we going to get food? Yeah. Not like, hey, let's go for it's a It's like the hike. default. Let's right. do this. The default let's do is that. go to eat. I let's think. Go, let's go. We're, we're, yeah. We want to check out. My, let's go to Patch. My thing that, I, and I love living on Long Island, the only shitty part about living on Long Island, there's not that much stuff to do as far as outdoors goes. Oh, brother, been there, done that. Oh, I heard that argument. Yeah. And I, I agree. I like, mean, unless it's like, Summertime, it's the beach, right? right. Yeah, summertime's like, the if beach. You're a water sport like, guy. Sam, it's like San Suchi Park. We both know where that is. Yeah. Say, like, it's just a walk. Like, right. it's yeah. nothing. There's no terrain. Yeah, like I went to the bluff, like the bluffs in Kings Park, and it's like you're what seventy feet above sea level. Right. Like, it's not even a hike. And mm-hmm. there's no, like, yeah, yeah. There's no terrain really, which I know is, is a problem. But and I think that's why a lot of people. I'm not like disagreeing with what you said, but it doesn't the the options that we have they don't just like jump in our faces yeah. easily as if we lived in Colorado or something like, like that you have to like, like work yeah. a little harder to but find the right stuff if you want to go stuff. to the Catskills what that's like an hour and a half you but you can't do that on like a mid afternoon like if no, it was like yeah. hey today let, after this podcast let's check out I'm gonna go fucking True. hiking today mm-hmm. yeah. like like I'm not making it to the Catskills it's by the time we end this yeah. thing it's, it's a, gonna it's be a weekend 4 trip. o'clock in the yeah. afternoon 3.30 in the afternoon you know it's dark at seven. I got three hours. I can't even make it to Bear Mountain and you, back. In you three could do hours. a day hike though, easy. Yes, a hundred percent. But you're dedicating the whole day. Right. Like, and if you want to hit some, I'm not gonna say serious mountains, but decent mountains, in uh, the Adirondacks, like you want to do something like that. I mean, that's you, you need a weekend for it, right? Yeah, it's, I had uh, I had my buddy David, my buddy David Tim on. They they were just on a show prior, and he's he owns a company called uh, Live More Adventures. Actually, this is his llama right there. And it's all about getting people to go do these adventures in the Adirondacks. But that's the thing. It's a whole, right. like, oh, I don't have a mountain in my backyard. You know, it's not even like, hey, let me drive to, you know, Blydenburg Park, Smithtown. 20 minutes away, I could go hit a mountain and at least find a trail that I can go out mm-hmm. on for a couple hours and then come back. Like, we don't have that option. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. at most, you're stepping on a couple twigs in Blydenburg. That's right. yeah. everybody and their mother is already there. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have, like... One of the things I love about hiking and camping is getting away from people. Yes. Yes. And that shit doesn't happen on Long Island. No. Like, there's just too many people. Here. Even if you, like, go to, like, somewhere, like, kind of secluded. Let's say, like, somewhere in, like, the Montauk area, you know, some something on the South Fork or the North Fork where you're kind of, like, off the beaten path. You could still hear cars almost everywhere mm-hmm. you are on yeah. Long Island. Like, yeah. you really don't have, like... Silence. Right. Like, there's no, there's always like, oh, that's a car in the distance. Like, God forbid something happens. Like, you don't have that, like, tune out of 
everything. Yeah, you're more yeah. likely to get hit by a car than get picked off by a mountain lion. And I'd rather have like the latter option. Right, yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Re- press that old reset button. You know, get get in tune with nature. Oh yeah, I agree. 100%. Not saying every day, but I mean at least. If you could do it like twice monthly, that would be probably well, yeah. But like even even if you wanted a mountain bike, you know where do you mountain bike on Long Island? Like you really can't Can go. Quad, like, maybe can I quad? I think like it's all flat though. Yeah. Like you're uh, not going up any Cathedral hills. Cathedral Pines is supposed to be pretty good. Where Cathedral Pines? Where's that? It's I've, like I've middle, heard of middle Island. Okay. Yeah, I go to Brookhaven. I live right near Brookhaven State Park. So okay. should, if you guys are out east by me, it'd be a little bit easier. So I go in there like essentially every day. Um, or this is wood. My, my yard is attached to woods also. Um, and yeah, it takes me like, I know a specific area that I have to go. It's about like a mile in mm-hmm. and like down kind of like this like little valley thing. And then when I'm there is like the only time in the park where I won't hear William Floyd Parkway or 25A or, or 25, like, yeah. cause those are like the roads around it. And like, so it's a, it's an effort to get to a spot where you're not going to see a person or yeah. hear a person. You could almost get naked and no one else would see you. I imagine maybe. Or just remember, we're always naked under all these yeah, clothes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine that you'd feel, you'd be comfortable being yeah. naked in there. Just yeah. you know, I don't know why you would, but uh, it was just like a little. I don't think uh, you're going to see anybody under the table jab there. But <laughs> <laughs> if you're a uh, true Brian Costello fan like myself, you'd get it. But oh. Uh, Oh, I'm a fan of being naked in the woods. Are you? Yeah, not oh. not that I do it that often. And, but I uh, think that, I big think foot guy, big big foot guy. Look at this pen just exploding. Yeah, I'm always barefoot. Yeah, yeah. in the woods. Yeah, big nasal breather. Why'd you the big, pen? I don't know. What did that pen do to you? Um. <laughs> so, I want to get back to that fast. Mm-hmm. What did you do for a re? So you ate, you drank grapefruit mm-hmm. juice for 30 days. Yep, that's it. Uh, yeah, about a liter a day. Holy shit. Uh, Did you drink it fucking... not all at once, no, right? No, no, no. Did you no, water just... it down with, like, water and it was, like, no, constant? No, or no, no. That's just what, just like a glass here, a glass that's what there. No, it would just means. be carrying around, like, a you know, one of these bottles. Like, okay. Uh, you know. Just grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so that I also, in the morning, I would do a shot of, uh, basically, they're, like, er- they're called herbal tinctures. They're, like, highly potent herbs. Okay. Um, just to aid in, because when you're doing it this extreme, you know, you, it, it aids with... Um, uh, organ function a little bit so there's like you know herbs and stuff you can take for that and there's like 12 different tinctures and but i take like just an eyedropper at each one and they have like, like multivitamins no the, these are much 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 better than that okay um they're like you know pretty expensive yeah do like you take homemade. multivitamins too and that kind of stuff or? no no so just the tinctures the juice and then um one glass of juice i would take each day i would mix with um something called psyllium husk and benzonite clay uh, which are like natural binders. Okay. They're kind of like they make it. It's almost like became like a mud type okay. consistency. It's almost like a charcoal binder kind, kind of. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was have like this this consistency of like kind of like a pudding, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it didn't really taste very good, but you, would, I would just eat that. Uh, my wife hated. It. She would like mix it and drink it before it like turned into pudding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I would eat it like pudding. So it was like the one thing you kind of like so somewhat eating. Uh, and that acted like a natural, uh, like binder. So that goes through, as it goes through your intestine, uh, intestines every day, it kind of like pulls things off the walls, like, like, oh, wow. uh, what they call mucoid plaque and things have just been building up in there for, for years, Holy you know? So, shit. so you're able to then, you know, not to go too into this, but you're able to then keep, you know, passing bowel movements yeah. uh, regularly, even though you're not bringing any food. So you, not only does your digestive system basically get 30 days of rest, 
it's being just completely flushed, cl- out. flushed out the entire time. Wow, I'd be interested in trying this. Mm-hmm. Hey, were you putting probiotics in your system too? Or no, no, no probiotics, Mm-mm. no nothing, just that stuff. Just that, yep. God damn. Yeah, and then that's so that when like I would say like ten days in or so of that, I was like, all right, I feel good. Like my body is thanking me. Like I can just feel my body thanking yeah. me. Yeah, you know, like um, the stuff. You know, again, not to be gross, but like. You could let's just say you could tell that what was coming out had been in there a while. You know, yeah. this was not like normal stuff. This is like <laughs> built up over years. And and to think like this is what I'm walking around with my intestines. Yeah, no, it's our, like it's our Josh was on the show before. We're, and we're he was like talking about hydro cleansing coming out, like gum from like eighth grade. Like <laughs> yeah, like, I swallowed like a, a paperclip <laughs> once. It was in there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's just you could like you said, you could tell it's like you, you could tell that you're better off without that stuff in you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Damn, so that's a full body reset, though. right? Right, yeah. And it was, um, let's go into the animus. The animus, well, so yeah, you so animus too, yeah. Oh, so in order, animus, dude, what he the? went full uh, retard, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he went in it dark. Man. So, in order, if you want to get well, dark with Brian Costello, we're going well, dark. in order to, in order to, to, to pass this clay, you know, and juice. You need a little help. Now, you know? was it a caffeine? No. Uh, I want to try a caffeine animal. Because I heard right. there's, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like this nerve, like this, whatever, nerve stem deep up in there. Mm-hmm. And if you, people take, no, this is a real thing. They take caffeine enemas and they'll go up and they'll they'll touch it, whatever. And it's just like everything out now. And it's just, whew, and then they'll take, uh, I mean, for lack of a better word, shit pills to put it back into their gut biome. Because fecal matter actually resets your, yeah, man. This is a real thing. But I know. I know that. the fecal if matter on, will if help you're on reset your antibiotics. Like if you get a staph infection or mm-hmm. something, and you're on some crazy antibiotics, they will give you a shit pill to reset your gut biome. Yes, there's a, that's a thing. My friend Sarah was just telling me about that, where you can trade um, fecal matter with other people. Mm-hmm. Really? And like they're trading cards. <laughs> yes. Like they're like, uh, like oh look, I got somebody. Paper. You have so a- she was saying basically. <laughs> That the study is like, hey, somebody might have Crohn's disease, and you can help repopulate their good bacteria really? with the fecal matter transplant. Yeah, wow. still super scientific, from what I understand. But sounds like it. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculously cool, actually. Yeah. Um, is there like a collector's case? Do you have one of those? No, I is it not in like them. some cryogenically frozen refrigerator <laughs> somewhere? Harry Barron, year, date, time. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Brian. <laughs> Poor Brian. We keep, we keep cutting him off and going on these tangents of just... <laughs> uh, I was trying to remember what we were saying. I had one of those blank you, moments. You did the enemas. Oh, you right, did the right, enemas right. to clear yeah. that Tell uh, us about that. Let's go step by step. Yeah, okay. So at first... Where your toes pointed in. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. My wife... So my wife didn't really... So my wife did this with me. This this fast, right? She and, did 30 days in mm-hmm, OED too? Mm-hmm, we did it together. And you guys are still married. Yeah, well, actually, I, I mean, you know, I think it helped us a lot. I think it was really fun, cool. Well, it's a, ch- it's a challenge. Right. You're fucking, it's something. It's like your it's cards must you have been. shared a super intense thing right. together. Exactly, and a lot of the things, you know, like you said, the the the, the it, more like emotional healing and stuff that comes along with it to do that together, I think was was really cool. Fridge must have been empty. Fridge was was. Yeah, completely empty. Probably not open. Probably yeah. duct tape shut. This had great, great juice. <laughs> Sealed yeah. clothes. Right. Do one, not one, open until Christmas. <laughs> a doggy know? door to get it to yeah. reach the grapefruit juice. Jesus. So she didn't tell me about the enemas, really. Well, she told. So she was doing a lot of the research for me, which was different than how I normally do things. Normally, I convince her to do uh-huh. things like this, and this one, she I let her run with it a little bit, and um, 
you know, she kept coming back to me saying, okay, this is how we're going to do this. I think we should do blah, blah, blah. And she kind of like mentioned the animals a few times, but I was like, whatever, I don't have to do that part. You know, like that's, wow. that's only for like crazy people. Um, and oh, then, <laughs> I'm not going to eat for 30 days only for crazy people. I see the logic. So, yeah. uh, so, you know, then after like the first day or two, you know, I, you know, I think like I didn't do one till like the third day. Um, because you know you're still going on your own yeah. because you were still re- eating somewhat recently and then I stopped and I was like alright like well, you know and she's like yeah you gotta start doing enemas I'm like I'm not doing enemas are you kidding me and she's like no you have to like you can't it's like my know. biggest fear it's right. like getting like a prostitute uh, whatever prostate Pro- right. exam which I've, I, yeah I've, I've never had I never never had I, like I know you're supposed to get one by like what 40 or 50 or something like that yeah you're supposed to I start at 40 I might just forego that you know what I mean <laughs> Prostate, sure prostate cancer it, right? is pretty severe. Well, I'll yeah. take it. Okay. Take <laughs> I will beat it. I won't eat for 30 <laughs> days. My body will fight that shit. <laughs> yeah. That's what uh, hopefully this kind of stuff does. I won't have to get prostate exams. There you go. Um, so, yeah. So then uh, she tells me about the enemas and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't even, I don't really even know what it, an enema is. Like, I, I have an idea, but like, I don't really know. Like, yeah. How does it work? Do you have, I thought like she had to do it for me, you know, or whatever. Ugh, I'm like, what, this is weird. Like, I thought it was next to like the mitochondria in like a cell. I'm like, what really is it? And then someone explained it to me. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, 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 um, which is funny. It's like the first question everybody asks, like, your wife had to do the enemas for you? You know, I'm like, no. I, I didn't ask able, that. I was like, I, I was surprised have, you did because like, that's what everybody, respect, everybody yeah. thinks. Um, but yeah, I was able to do it myself. And, uh, Surprisingly, became one of my favorite parts of the day. Probably like my favorite part of that. Thanks, new butt. Right, I know that. You, <laughs> obviously, what, what you're thinking. No, I, but no. it, it became. Uh, it was very like a cleansing. You know, you get that that release. Was you it probably like a, feel. Was it immediately good? Was it immediate? Afterwards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you hold. So. So what the, did it cons- like? What what was, just was water. it exactly? It's just water. Oh, oh you just oh, did oh, water. Right. Okay, right. it's right. just water. Um, sometimes we'd add some of the, some herbs to it, like some of um. Essential oils, like, right? Like a tea. No, no, like the yeah. So yeah, so, uh, one thing I forgot to mention is we'd also drink um, an herbal, um, like a, an herbal tea as well. Okay. Um, and we'd make like when you pour the tea through the strainer, there'd be like leftover herbs in it. Yeah. And put that in the enema sometimes. Okay. Because your intestines can absorb very quickly. You know, you yeah. like directly. What type of machine? Were you using like a machine? Or no, like it's just like a, just it's a like a bag. It's like a bag. You it's put like it on a like bag. a door, yeah, like a door hang handle, it. and you lay down. Oh, now mm-hmm. you're an enema expert. Yeah. I actually now looked into doing this. I wanted to do the caffeine enemas. Jesus. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you basically just lay on the floor, get a little coconut oil on that thing, <laughs> move it up a little, and sorry, and. Yeah, uh, Cool. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> and at first, like the first time I did it, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I had like run, like jump, like five <laughs> seconds in, like I, it was like I couldn't hold. It. You know, so it you, hurt. What, what, like, you oh, you in the feel it go into you. You feel it go into you, and then you feel like you have to go to the bathroom very badly. You know, when your foot, when you, when there's stuff to ready to be go, to move, it's ready to move. Like you don't have a lot of control over it. You know, Jeez. picture. Were you, doing, were you doing this every day? Yes. Yeah, so then, you're, you're, and there was still stuff coming out. Well, that's out, the like, thing. That's that's the surprising in? thing. And people do much much longer ones. And they still, that's how much stuff, you know, that's how much crap, literally, that we have built up. Really? You, know, you so just yeah. filtered water when you did it? You can feel the water, yeah. No, no, did you use filtered water? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you use filtered water. Um, and you can feel, like, you can feel it going in. And, like, the first few days where I still had, like, a lot of stuff that was ready to come out quickly, I, it was, you know, only took a minute. And then did after, you warm it up to, like, body temperature? Yeah, like, it was, like, so warm water. It okay. wasn't hot. It wasn't cold. And then, uh, but then eventually, you know, you're, you're pretty empty, so it's not like an immediate thing, but so the water would just sort of sit in there for a little bit and you could, you're supposed to kind of like, just like massage your intestines a little bit, like move it around and it feel like 
good. You know, you could just feel it moving through your body and just, for, and then, you know, you can't really do anything. You're kind of just laying on the bathroom floor doing this. So it's like a time, it was like a time each day where I was just kind of like, I was very like relaxed. It was like a very relaxing yeah, thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then afterwards I would just feel very cleansed and like one, you know, you just knew every day you were like, that's one more, um, you know, big, Block of garbage. Block, exactly, exactly. Wow. Jesus. Think of the words yeah. just gone My buddy me. Josh did the, uh, I think, colon hydro cleansing. Mm -hmm. And it's similar principle, but it's a tube that goes up there, and then it's a machine that literally just circulates water for like 45 minutes straight. Mm. And so it's like a hydrodialysis yes. for your asshole. <laughs> yeah, yes. Cool. Um, That's more like a, um, uh, what do you, what's it called when you go? To the place, like when you go get one done, like colonoscopy. colonoscopy. Yeah, 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 it's more like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but apparently, so he's like, he's he said it was like a revitalizing experience, mm -hmm. and then he's like, wow, he's like, I, there's probably nothing left, and like, like, oh, you can, you want to do the, like, uh, you, if you want, you could do the top half too of your colon. He goes, that was only the bottom half. They're like, oh yeah, you need to visit about two to three more times to get the top half of the colon as well. And he's like, oh my god, yeah, I would totally consider it. You know, I think you should. Yeah, I, th I think we. I know too many people that have said it. about. Yeah, it. I think people should be open-minded. I mm -hmm. don't necessarily think mm -hmm. I'm mentally prepared for it right, right. now. Well, that's what Bro, I said. Bro, you went know. through buds. Yeah. yeah, but it's. I mean, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little different. It's not as bad as I. You know, I, don't like, think I was in your same boat. You know, I, I would been saying the same exact yeah, thing. It's really not that bad. There's way too many people that do it that don't have anything like negative to say other right. than, than that and it's still not even that bad it's more the thought of it that's yeah. the problem I didn't do that I didn't do the enemas on days when I was dry fasting though so once a week I would dry fast Why? No, no juice you just wanted nothing in your system right? yeah so it's complete that's where really you, like you get the most healing from when you have absolutely nothing going into but the body but you did that what last two days I did uh, every week I did it for one day I think oh, okay. I did mostly Mondays um Started with 24 hours, then I did like 30 on the next one, then 36, and I think 40, and then the last one. Did you one drink water at least? Dry fast no, is nothing. 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 So the last two days, yeah, days 29 and 30, were complete dry. So um, I was, that was hard. I think I saw him at the end, and you did not look good. No. No. No, no, no. I think you probably should I almost, I was stopped. going to go for 40, I was going to go to 40 days. Around day like 23, 24, I was like, I'm, I'm going to 40, like I feel great, you know. But then, like twenty seven, eight, nine, I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I could just kind of and then dry fasting feel my for the body last two. Me I to just, stop. I don't know. I'm totally in for fasting, except I want water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the only. That's the only catch. His you know? argument is then the body can't completely rest because mm -hmm. it's doing it's something still, right on the dry yeah. days. I would go like fifteen hours without water, sixteen hours without water. Yeah, you could. You know, but. I don't think I could do 24 hours straight with no water. Did, did you I don't, I get, I get fucking scared when I leave the house without a bottle of water right, as it is. Yeah, I, know. I, I take this shit everywhere. I McMurdo. I get way. made fun of at work because I carry McMurdo around with What's me. What's McMurdo? It's McMurdo Station. I got this water bottle in Antarctica, uh, but I carry it everywhere. Yeah. To the gym, to work. Every, this is like my primary yeah. source I was of the same way. If I got in the car and like was halfway down the road, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have my water. Yeah. Like I was like... I'm gonna be yeah, comfortable the whole rest. Shit. Now I don't. Now I don't. I don't like. It's it's more of a mental thing. Like, I know I'm hydrated enough to make it to my destination, but it's like, oh my god, I don't have water. Right. Like, well, being that, dry mouth is the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Right. And but the the whole thing comes down to this. And like we even mentioned before, you were saying like the first twelve hours or the first day or two mm -hmm. would be the hardest. That's because 
we're just we have these conditions. We're conditioned yes. to feel these things, and it's not, you know, like you said, you knew you're hydrated. You know, you're not gonna die of dehydration on your on your 10 minute drive or whatever. But you're just used to having water. And yeah. the same thing, one day of food. It's not like your body doesn't have what it needs inside of it. It's not yeah. like you know you're body's like screaming for help it's just screaming because it's because of the cravings you know yeah. and it's because condition is just more 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 and when i'm uncomfortable i eat when i'm sad i eat when i'm angry i eat when i'm tired i eat when you know what i mean like it's just what we do for everything mm -hmm. and this was a huge way to break that for me and i don't have those really anymore at all so now do you go out to with friends to eat and you just don't order anything because you're like i'm not hungry yeah well, do they I, judge you? Or are they like, wow, Brian's lame. He's not going to get empanadas today. Pretty much. I don't get as many invites as I used to. Those things. <laughs> um, no, I go into, anytime I'm going anywhere socially, I, I go in knowing I'm not going to really have a lot of options. So I'll usually eat something at home and then just go in like knowing I'm I'm cool. No, no. Like people, people, other people make more of a big deal of it than I do. Like, oh, come on. You got to have some. Oh, we feel bad now. I didn't know, you know, you weren't going to eat or like, we should have went somewhere different. I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, I'm good. Like, this is my life so i'm used to this and yeah. i don't make a big deal about it you know um but yeah socially it's a little tough you know because because everything we do is social eating right. and exactly. social eating and social drinking right like yeah. it's obnoxious right and, and i really during the fast is how much that hit me when i realized like every single thing that you'd want to possibly do with friends or whatnot you knew there was going to be a bunch of food there. You know what i mean like you, you know that anyway but you don't it doesn't hit you Dude, as much. We, all, we live in a country where people throw out trillions of pounds of food right. yeah that's insane like the amount of food that people throw out i'm i'm such and we a, and we overeat we overeat so much and then we still have enough extra yeah, to throw you want to talk about american size portions compared to european and what they eat compared to us it's crazy yeah it's you look at wild. you know like the biggest i guess body fat percentage like where the people live in the world it's the usa and then london no it's actually pacific islanders do you know really? why? Do you know why? Because their diets were probably mainly fish diets. Uh, like they were just eating fish to survive. <gasps> and then now they, they have everything else. to carbs, fast food, and they just, they're predisposed to just blow up. Because mm -hmm. you're, you know, I, I did. Wow, uh, I would never have guessed that. I did that 23 and me thing. Uh -huh. Like where you, you see your whole genetic trait. Oh, you did? How was that? I'm, I'm Good. I very do interesting. It. I, yeah, it's on my list of things to do. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. And then it'll tell you like, all right. This percentage uh, for celiac, this percentage for lactose intolerant, whatever else. Oh, wow. And then you can go deeper. This lady, Dr. Uh, Rhonda Patrick. Yeah. She's been on Joe Rogan. Experience yeah, yeah, I know. Super knowledgeable smart. person. Yeah. Super smart. You can send your 23andMe, like you link your account to her, foundmyfitness.com, uh -huh. and she'll send you, uh, it's like a comprehensive report. It's like your PPAR or something like that. Uh -huh. And it'll, it'll like, it's like weird stuff that maybe you don't want to see. Like what you're genetically predisposed for. Like I am uh, twofold likely to get a blood cancer. Mm. I am Jesus. vitamin D deficient, just like 80% of like uh, everyone in the world is. But there's some stuff that you might not want to see or you might do. But I was on the ketogenic diet and it said your body is not, um, you know, well, you know, it, it doesn't like saturated fats. So you got to go to a polysaturated fat diet, like a fish diet, because... Mm. My, it's just no good. It's gonna clog me up and kill me. Wow! So you could just take your twenty three yeah. me, send it to her. And yeah, she'll I think send it's you like ten dollar donation towards it, but it's well worth it. Hmm. Wow! Yeah, it's awesome. I highly recommend it. Fuck! Now I want to do this. Yeah. I've been yeah. wanting to check that out. I think it's either ancestry. I think you could do it with ancestry too if anyone out there has done it. Yeah. But I did it with twenty three and me. No, I would do twenty three and me yeah. too. Um, 
Yeah, and the business needs to grow a little bit before I can start balling out like that. Mm-hmm. Starting a business from scratch is not the easiest thing in the world. No. I'm learning. Yeah, I've learned that as well. And then there's Mike, who basically is a caveman. Right. I... True story on the 23 and me, it'll go through your Neanderthal. <laughs> Dude, I'm not even kidding. 85 percentile. No yeah, look at the hair on this one. I'm, I'm, I'm not even kidding. 85 percent Neanderthal like it. it puts uh, you I down believe least. it. Yeah, hmm. it's great. I'm trying to figure out what side of the family it came from. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Because you fun. definitely are, are a weird combination of your parents. Thanks, man. Who do I look like more? I see, I see both your parents and you. You do. My yeah. mom's like timeless. Like she just does not age. Yes. Yeah. Your mom is basically Jennifer Aniston, but Whoa, not famous. relax a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Calm it down. <laughs> uh, I've never met her. No, nah, she's, oh, she's uh, the nicest lady yeah. in the world. She is. The no nicest idea how lady. I, uh, like, whatever. the nicest lady. Sweet hmm. lady. Cannot, I've never seen her say anything bad about anybody, never said anything mean, never. Wow. Always in a good mood. So the opposite of what Mike usually says. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, Just an absolute gem to be around. And then there's Mike. There's me. Don't know where I got it. Probably watched Lethal Weapon one too many times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Good shit, man. We could wrap this thing up. Yeah. We just crushed an hour. I'd want to talk about hour and 16. One more thing. Brian, your thoughts on ketogenic compared to paleo or uh, plant based? All right. Yeah. So. Plant-based. Well, that's what right. he's well, doing. Well, so yeah, he's I'm plant-based. plant-based oh, now. Yeah. shit. Why don't you just fire this up? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, take a little more. Control. Yeah, so after the after the show, um, after the show, after the fast, um, I, I I plan on going back to like a strict paleo. You okay. know, like in my the whole time in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to ease myself back in. Super, super clean paleo. You know, I lost cravings really for, yeah. for junk oh, food. Oh, did you lose anyway. weight fasting? Oh, yeah. I lost about... 33, 34 pounds. What did you start at? 192. Wait, what did I start? Yeah, like 192 and up at 158. Did you like bulk up going into it? Or no, but like I was normal? like kind of the heaviest I'd been ever. And it was for the first time in my life where I, I, I felt like I was visibly losing my shape. You know what I mean? Like I'd always just kind of been like a lanky, skinny guy. So like having extra weight on me was never really the problem and then like I was like all right I'm getting a little older now and uh, with all the business stuff I was doing I was like I can see that I need to do something you know it wasn't like bad but I you know um but anyway so I was thinking about going back to strict paleo and um I decided so when you break the fast you have to be really careful because you mm-hmm. can't just start like all right some people ask me like oh you know day 30 you must have went to like a buffet and just went crazy no no no, no you yeah. cannot right. you got to taper no. off right right right, right. Yeah. So it started with just fruits for a few days, like just melons, like really watery fruits, and then vegetables. We added in salads. But like, you didn't go to vegetables first. No, fruits first. Very watery fruits first. So oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like the you know where the high consistency uh, percentage of water. Okay. Um, it's the easiest on the gut. So then, uh, then eventually, about a week later, I'm eating salads and whatnot. And you know, I'm like, all right, you know, soon I'm going to start adding in like fish and eggs, and then like work my way back up to. To meat and the, but no bread, no, no, no. I, I mean, I have now since, but mm-hmm. not, I don't eat it consistently at all, like very rarely. And uh, so I was like, all right, but my wife was like, take why don't you take your time? Like, why don't we just stick with the plant based for a little bit? You know, it's like, all right, yeah, I guess, I guess so. Um, and then really, after like a few weeks of that, I just like, even though the fast was over. 
it was weird. Like I still felt like, I don't know, maybe during the fast, there were so many things going on that I was learning a lot about it and I was feeling a lot of different things. But when it was over and I was like reflecting on it and like seeing my life now and seeing like how my perspective has changed on a lot of things. And I started to say, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to stick with plant-based for a while. And then I was like, I'll do like a, a few weeks. And I was like, right, I'll do a month of plant-based. And then like, people would ask me like, oh, what are you going to do? Like, oh, I'm going to do like, a, you know, a month or two of plant-based. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do a couple months of plant-based. You know, I could see, like I deep down, I wanted to, to keep going plant-based, yeah. you know? So you wouldn't even eat meat. No. Why wouldn't you go like pescatarian or something like that? Uh, plant-based is what was, was pulling me. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, just it felt was, it. You I just, just felt it. it. Yeah. It's what I wanted. It's what I, cause that's what I was eating at that point. Like when the fast ended and I was just eating plants for those few weeks or month, first month, I felt incredible. Do you feel like your strength coming back though? Like, are you getting stronger? Uh, Do you want to get stronger? Yeah. Well, there's other factors involved there with a couple of the injuries I've been dealing with and stuff that have, have, yeah, I walk I into the gym sometimes, and this guy's doing like Jedi training in the background. Like he's like using the force with his hands <laughs> and all sorts of weird things, and he's just getting after it. You know, he's getting he's like Bodhi from uh, Point Break, just oh getting God. really, you know, like it's sitting savage. out there on a surfboard, just kind of taking it all in. It's not really like that, but yeah, <laughs> it's called stretching. <laughs> um, yeah, but I was feeling so good. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna do this, and then like I just. I I op- once I opened my myself up to that idea more of, mm-hmm. of living plant based lifestyle and not being so tied into protein like pro- like macronutrient breakdown and you know uh, that I need meat and I need this and uh, once I opened myself up to like trust that a little bit and trust everything from just coming directly from the earth um, that's when that's when the switches really went like flipped you know that's when I fully open myself up to it and I that's when I really felt like my relationship with the food mm-hmm. had become so 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 different than than my past relationship with food as far as using for fuel and feeling um like I was bettering myself every bite of food that I took what do you eat when you're eating plant-based like do you eat a lot of funguses do you eat a lot of uh I, I fungi. Green? Fungi. Fungi. fungi he's a fungi when he goes out to eat yeah uh, mostly fruits, actually. I eat about 60 to 70% fruit in my diet right now. Wow. And I'm, I want to, now that the summer's coming and the farm stands out near me are going to start opening up again, I want to uh, get closer to about 80 to 85% fruit. And then, really? Yeah. For the, I'm going to mess around with that for a while. Um, fruit, it's considered fruitarian. Okay. Um, most people consider like over 80%. So you don't fruitarian. eat any meat anymore? No, no meat. Do you, and you have no desire to eat a steak when you see steak? Mm, nope. No Once fish? in a while, no. Once in a while, if I happen to be pretty hungry, which again, like I said, I don't get that those like cravings or like yeah. that that sharp hunger anymore. But if I am very hungry and there's someone like eating right in front of me, like an egg sandwich or something, yeah, you know, I'll I'll be like, oh, it kind of smells good or looks good. But as soon as I'm away from, you know, it's ne- not on a daily basis. So I'm not even thinking about it. Jesus, because I would totally do. I would I would totally consider doing a cleanse. The same, probably something similar to what you did. Maybe not for 30 days. Maybe for like 10 or 15 days, and then going into a heavy plant-based with occasional like once a week meat poultry mm-hmm. um, pescatarian if you could handle that yeah fish, fish. And i wouldn't mind fish uh my big thing with fish is um mercury mm-hmm. uh, right now, you gotta eat a bro. ton of it though or you can get that fukushima stuff that's probably washing right. up and your fish is yeah. glow in front of you yeah um you know, mo- well, most of the fish that you're eating is going to be farmed anyway, yeah. which is worse. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's worse than that, but you know what I mean. Um, 
uh, what I would recommend if you do, if you do take the time to anyone listening, if you ever take the time to really clean, like clean yourself out, even if it's not, even if it's a week or 10 days or something like that, which not to make that sound like it's easy because that could be very difficult. But if you did commit to something like that, um, don't rush back into anything. Feel yourself, you know, let your uh, instincts take over a little bit and mm-hmm. feel yourself, you know, what you're drawn to more. Not cravings, but what, what feels the best. Yeah. And when when you add things back slowly, you can identify better what reacts well with you and what doesn't, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're like, oh, feeling good, feeling good, a week or two of plant-based and you have a steak dinner, and you're like, oh my God, I feel you're, you're irritable. You know, you had a fight with your wife on the way home. Like, believe it or not, like not to get too into the, the emotional attachment with that stuff, with acidity and things like that. Yeah. But you start to pick up on those things a little bit more. And you're like, oh, maybe I should, you know, just, just ease into it and see yeah. where your body takes you. Now, and so, so 60% of your meals, your pathetic is plant based and is uh, fruit. fruit based now. Mm-hmm. What do you eat like that's not fruit based? Uh, Typically, well, a lot of vegetables. Like dinner will mostly be vegetable based. Um, okay. So breakfast and lunch. Is and your wife the in the same boat, or does mm-hmm. she eat meat? Yeah, no, okay. same boat. Um, and then uh, nuts and seeds. Okay, yeah. so that's so that's your protein. And you have no for the most part. And do you, you like, like limit yourself? Hey, I'm only gonna have an apple. You know, hey, I'll just eat when it till I'm full. Yeah, I pretty much don't limit. I don't um, force myself to eat anything when I'm not hungry to like you know meet any certain requirements, and then I don't. I just do my best really to not eat if I don't feel like I need it. And I don't say hungry because, well, this to me, it's like if I'm hungry, it's one of two things. My, either I'm craving something that I want to snack on or I'm just bored or whatever, which is how most of us, you know, most of the time we're hungry is really what that is. Or two, you know, my body needs some energy right now. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it's it's option A and I do my best now to just, you know, fight through that a little bit as long as usually if I distract myself go for a walk whatever yeah. like I live right in the woods so and do you fast regularly now do you fast once a week uh, not once a week I'd say about probably about once to twice a month um, what do you it's do probably 24 40 yeah I'll do a 24 like I did one last Monday um, it's when I actually when I start feeling cravings coming back when I when I've noticed myself in the morning like like really looking forward to like even if I'm just gonna eat something good like 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 bananas or whatnot in the morning but when I feel like oh, I can't wait to get to to my my breakfast or like I eat it I'm still kind of like want to pick at stuff or snack and like I'm just kind of like eating nuts or whatever yeah. that I don't need when I catch myself doing that I'm like all right it's time for for a one day fast and then that usually just kind of resets me for a while you weren't working out during the 30 mm-hmm. day fast I right? was mm-hmm. during the 30 day fast you were working mm-hmm. out yeah I was actually Odyssey able lights. to push pretty hard what? um I took it day by day some days not during I never worked out when I was dry fasting Except for like some light running sometimes. And uh, I just really listened to my body. If it wasn't there, it wasn't there. You know, but most days I felt like you gotta understand, I felt great during most most yeah, of the fast. Yeah, you feel good. You feel good. Yeah, like at on the second day of me not eating, I felt amazing. I mm-hmm. was actually afraid to eat. Right. Because I was like, I know if I put one forkful of anything in my body, it's gonna be like Right, and you're you're out. Tranquilizer. Yeah. I feel like if I was going through this fast and I did a workout and I was only drinking grapefruit juice that I would need something to like repair my cells like otherwise it's just going to break muscle down, well right? yeah but you you'd be amazed unless it's like a what the body does that, that yeah. to adapt breaks down fat yeah millions you know? of years of evolution mm-hmm. yeah. our body, body provides what you need you know scary stuff that's why I don't pay a whole lot of attention to macronutrients really at all so like back to your question like um 
you know, for me, I I plant based is my life is my life now, and I look at it just basically from a quality standpoint, not as much as a quantity. I don't look at oh, I'm not getting enough protein, I'm not getting enough fat, I'm not getting you know too many carbs or whatever. Um, I make sure I'm not eating unless my body needs it, and I make sure it's a good quality source, and that's I kind of leave it up to that. So why are you kind of like I don't, I'm not whatever. Why why aren't you trying to go back to like a paleo? Like why do you think meat would really uh, I don't know affect you? I think meat has a, an effect on me physically, and in the, in the, so I eat what's considered high alkaline. So all these plants are high alkaline, so our pH balance is in the, in the alkaline side as opposed to acidic, which would be which meats are very acidic. Um, and that acidity I think causes issues with my digestive system. It causes uh, inflammation yeah, from, from my observation and uh, I think it has a, a even bigger effect on me emotionally I think it makes me irritable makes me lose lose sight I think of important things believe it or not I know that might sound crazy no I, no but it's when you I really s- don't think it does at right. all you know it's it's very strange when it's very strange see like in the spectrum of things right now I am completely the opposite of Brian Costello because he's Highly alkaline. I am highly acidic. Yeah. I drink coffee like crazy. I eat meat. I'm probably. Oh, do you drink coffee? And, no, and no coffee not anymore. What the? Yeah. Fuck? I know that's. And it's, and it's a real. It's a good example. Example I use for people is how do you. But you like, drink tea though. I'll I'll drink tea. Yeah, no caffeine usually. Once in a while, I'll have someone from really tired. What do you rare, drink? Green tea or no? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I'll drink green tea or herbal tea. Okay. So you let yourself go on the teas? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's yeah, really fuck. the it, caffeine. Yeah, I, I try to stay away from really the caffeine. Rip. Yeah, you know, go out and get wild. No sugar sometimes. in your tea. No, straight no, tea. No. Yeah, yeah. Sugar. Come on. Um, so that helps <laughs> balance my adrenals. Thinking. Yeah, that's great for my adrenals because it helps me sleep. Like I sleep way better. But coffee is the example I give people a lot because it's we drink coffee knowing that a lot most of the time it upsets our stomach right like every morning i mean i don't know about everybody but most people will well, say, say you upsets, know when you have your coffee in the morning carbon, you kind of kind of have to bread. be near the bathroom that's my morning enema yeah. right well <laughs> but think if you did if anything else in your life if you if you ate something every day and every day after you ate you you know pretty much immediately it's had to signal. it's sure. a signal it's a sign your body's telling you like get this out of well, you need that hit you need that you need that pop of caffeine <laughs> right. like well, well you can get caffeine in other ways right you have your little you have your little little dose yeah. you know no exactly so we override that that's that's our body talk communication that's our intuition and we override that because oh i needed to stay awake or i read a study that says it's healthy or yeah. this or that but really if we just listen to our body and these are the things that you can learn how to do when you take the time and and block everything out like like i did it's really like okay i drink this and my body rejects it almost immediately so i just listen to that now you know what i mean and you don't drink at all anymore alcohol yeah no i do sometimes you, not do, very do, much do i don't drink? enjoy to drink alcohol was that the much last anymore? time you drank with me when we had the north do you smoke weed um Yes. Okay. I do. Wow, he's open about that. Yeah. There you go. I don't know if I should say that on Maybe the No, who gives a fuck? Maybe a little no. At this um, point, it's just, well, I, humans naturally want to get fucked up some way. Mm-hmm. So if it, I was going to say, if it's not alcohol or right. weed, what's the next? Right. And the, the altered consciousness is, uh, I don't look at it as smoking weed. I look at it as like elevating, like an elevated state. So mm-hmm. like, I, I, I don't use it to, you know, and it's watch. And it's when right. I don't like just watch Simpsons and, and eat Doritos while I'm, you know, I, I, I write and I, I oh, edit yeah, and I productive. do things. Right. It's, it's a tool for me. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Um, 
The yeah. damn, that's crazy. And then when you when you drink, what do you drink? Do you drink beer? Or do you drink? Um, I I beer will bother my stomach at this point. Like so, what do you? So I'll have like some tequila with like club soda and some lime juice or something like that. NorCal okay. margarita. I'll drink wine here and there sometimes. Still, I try to get the best quality, I, but I don't beat myself up over it. When I'm when I'm eating so well, ninety nine percent of the time, a few glasses of wine or whatever. Exactly. I don't stress myself out because that's a huge part of it. Like, yeah. If you're just stressing out over your diet, you're just you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. You know, there's a whole other side to that as well. That relationship I between. Hear you. Um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoy myself, but I just I don't really I still don't restrict myself. I just don't want to drink that much anymore. I just no, don't absolutely. get as much out of it as I used to. Um, all right, good shit. We just crushed an hour and yeah, thirty. Cool, man. Yeah, that was really good. Awesome. That was a great podcast. Good content. Yeah, great content. Yeah, love the shit out of you guys. In the, in the half. We'll have to get you back in here. But yeah. we gotta get Mike to do a little fast. How about this? I'll yeah, I was gonna say, why don't, don't we do a little experiment? Why don't, yeah, why don't we? Why don't we? You know, let's leave this off on a good. Because I here. can do this. Like I fasted for you know an hour. I think three days I did was like. Oh really? And it was. Less you tell me when you don't do fast. I'll do fast. I with can you. do a fast. I'm gonna do another do one in June. This next, uh, I have one one more tour scheduled of work on Friday, Saturday, and I I'm going to San Diego for like three or four days. So I kind of. Don't when you wanna, get back, yeah. When I get when back, you get back, we'll do. We'll how about with this? We do a fast together. How long? Hmm. I say we start five with, days. I was gonna say I start. I think we should start with five to seven days, and then we work it. And, and you we can feel good. You know, let's keep going. You can ease in. I'm gonna do one this summer. That's gonna be like. Problem is when I go to work, it's it's so hard to do because right. there's food everywhere. Yeah, and if like let's say a fire happens and I have zero energy mm-hmm. and shits on like right. yeah, not keep a protein bar in your pocket. Keep, yeah, no, come on, I can't. I I need I need like a scheduled week off to do right. it just because if, right. if I'm irritable at work oh my god not good not yeah good. I had plan I had plans this summer of being spending some time in like a like my cabin like in isolation for a little bit and I'm gonna do like a silent fast where I'm also not gonna be doing any any talking for um like you're, so like dry so they'd be like it's like white it's like a it'll be like a day of water a day uh, or a day of juice a day of water Two days of dry, silent, and then back up. A you should just water, go on the show juice. alone and just go to like <laughs> British Columbia in the in the wild. Well, yeah. So, I, but this plan, uh, the story I was getting, the plan might not happen to be able to do it that way. As I was hoping, but I'm still going to do another different type of fast this summer, like a on, on that level. Um, so, I like we'll it. All right, we'll have to get you back on. Yeah. How about yeah. we do yeah. a 48 hour fast? I can do a 48 hour fast. Okay. When do you want to do it? Not tonight. I'm drinking beer tonight. How about? I can do a, a 72 hour fast. How about 20th, 21st, 22nd? Done. I'm in. That's okay. what? Because that I April? can work while while fasting. What? That's April? Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. so. We'll do a 72 hour. How about that? All right. And we're going to have Brian put our refeed. And we'll weigh in. Together. We'll weigh in, weigh out. How about that? All right. Yeah. I'm going to see because I'm going to take like a week to get like ketogenic diet down, or not ketogenic, but like no carb, no refined yeah. sugars. Cut that out so it's going to be a lot easier. To not kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, smart. You guys, right. are, you guys are weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian, how do people find you? Find uh, yeah, so um, my podcast is called Fortress Radio. F O U R T R E S S. Fortress, like the number four. Uh, and the show, it's it's uh, about it's like alternative health and fitness. And the reason I use four is because um, we talk about the spirit, uh, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies, which is like the four pillars of, of health, really. So, um, so Fortress Radio, and then I'm on Instagram at, at B Costello with four underscores at the end. Four underscores. You'll, it'll Major come key. up. I'll, he'll also be uh, linked to in my Instagram as well. Cool. Awesome. So, 
And, uh, and uh, Mike? You won't find me, but uh, it's Mike Zagrosser on Facebook and M Zagrosser on Instagram. But uh, please follow Pratt, 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 Chris Pratt on Instagram. He's my favorite of all time. <laughs> Shout out, Chris Pratt. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Until next time, peace and love. Later, See you later. You. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. That is another podcast down. Crushing them lately. Absolutely crushing them. Couldn't be happier about it. Thanks for tuning in. I, as always, I appreciate the shit out of the people that stay till the last seconds of the show. If you've made it this far, I love you. I applaud you. I appreciate you. This is the best trade deal ever. Um... Huge thank you. Uh, as as I said in the beginning, you know you can go check me out, Baron Media Group. I'm going to be doing a bunch of stuff on there. Brutallyhonestpodcast.com, where you can get all your latest and greatest information about the podcast. Instagram, brutallyhonestpodcast, or Harrison underscore Baron. Facebook, brutallyhonestpodcast. Go check out Brian. You know, if you got to roll back 30 seconds to go check out Brian where he's at. Mike's grocer is kind of off the radar, but uh, I still love the shit out of him too. He's just he's the man. He's a good he's a crazy friend of mine who just knows some interesting cats and uh i actually met brian through mike a little fun fact for you but uh love the both of them you know they're both amazing people um that are helping me out and uh yeah you know i'll see you guys on the next one i love you guys to death you guys are the motivating factor of why i do this i love you i really do and uh until next time i'm out <laughs>